All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching uh, and clicking on this podcast. Uh, we're actually starting today's podcast uh, by letting you guys know that uh, we are following COVID-19 laws uh, and, and guidelines, um, I should say. So we're doing this uh, podcast in a video form where uh, everyone's in their house, everyone's safe uh, and healthy. So uh, I have here Edgar and Yuli, Edgar being the president of Monarch Claims and Yuli being another PA um, in the industry uh, with Monarch Claims. Um, and I wanted to introduce you guys, but I feel like I should let you guys introduce yourselves um, and, uh, and, and tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me, a, give me your 30 second pitch. Ladies first. All right. So yes, I'm a public adjuster here with Monarch and uh, I joined the industry back in 2007 after um, an expansion in the industry due to hurricane, other hurricanes, Irma and I'm sorry, not Irma, Wilma and Katrina back in 2005. Mm -hmm. So um, that led to an expansion. I had the opportunity to join the industry and 13 years later, here we are today sharing those uh, experiences with you guys. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Edgar. You've always been camera the, shy. You've always been camera shy. It's okay. From the three of us, I mean, you did say let it be natural, right? So, yep, yep. Let's just be natural. Uh, I also joined the industry in 2007. Uh, it's a little bit of a long story, but that's when it all began. Um, I and then I started on the uh, insurance side of things as an independent adjuster. Mm -hmm. And eventually I, uh, I jumped into what is commonly known as the dark, dark side, but in reality, it's the good side. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what a lot of people feel like. Right. Um, so I, I, I've always wondered like what, what got you guys into, into this? Like what, what made you guys sort of, uh, say, you know, um, let me get into public adjusting, you know, or let me get into insurance adjusting. Um, you know, what, what was that big step? What was that, uh, that first step looking like? I mean, for me, I, I was not even aware of like what the industry was like. It was just an opportunity and I took it. Um, like I mentioned earlier at the time, there was a, a big need for public adjusters in the industry mm -hmm. because there was two hurricanes, two catastrophic hurricanes that were within two months of each other. So insurance companies were overwhelmed um, they were denying claims, they were delaying claims. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden there was a surge for the need of public adjusters to represent policyholders. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just took an opportunity. Um, and then that's, that's how we got into it. And now we're, you know, passionate about it and representing policyholders. But for me, it was just, uh, it was just luck really. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So there was no big like influence in between your friends doing it or something like that. Right. It was just mm -hmm. like, you you just found it very interesting, right? Yeah, I didn't even know what a public adjuster was. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the club, because I did yeah. not know. <laughs> I yeah. did not know until, like, what's inside. I met Edgar, so I did not know what a public adjuster was. I didn't even know that existed. Um, what about you, Edgar? Like, what, what sort of uh, drove you into the, into the industry? Well, and that's the long story, but I'm going to try to make it as short we as have possible. Time. We have time. So my aunt... Uh, had a claim at her house mm -hmm. and then the, the public adjuster that represented her kind of started to get her into the business. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, they immediately, obviously she saw, she saw an opportunity there. 
and she brought my mom on board. So, you know, things started moving along and then it occurred to them, you know, hey, how about you join, but on the insurance side, so you, you know, learn how they operate and then you could, you know, bring all that knowledge yeah. and, and, and help us out. And I was like, I, you know, that was, I was really young, much younger. Um, and I've You're always still been, pretty young. You're still pretty young. <laughs> so. yeah. I've always been uh, very ambitious. So, you know, it, it was an opportunity to make good money. It appeared at, at that time. So mm -hmm. I, I said, you know, why not? Let's do it. And yeah. that's how I jumped in. Yeah. Okay. And this was back in what? 2000? 2007 was seven. when I, seven or eight, one of those two. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So you've been, you've been in the game for, for a while now. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Cool. Yeah, That's awesome. So, quite time. so what was it like starting back then when, when, you know, uh, I, I guess the, the two hurricanes, uh, hit, right. Uh, you had Wilma and you had, um, Katrina. Katrina. Or, yeah. Um, cause I know Katrina didn't really hit, uh, us as much as it hit, for example, like, uh, a place like Houston. Right. Um, well, no, they both affected Florida. Yeah. Katrina was in August right. yeah. of 2015 and yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, eight twenty five fifteen, and the other one was ten twenty five. So exactly like two months apart. They both did hit Florida though, because right. I remember it was a, it was a busy time. Yeah, yeah. Right after that, 10, yeah. 10, I actually came when. Oh, five. Yes, I'm sorry. Not 15. You're right. You're, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I, I, I came to this country um, the, the year the year of the hurricane, and then uh, it was just vacation. And then um, I left, um, and then that happened. And the year after, I, I, I decided to stay here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the the videos and the devastation of like the, the, all the cities and, you know, the houses being torn apart basically. Um, yeah, it was, it was very tough to see, you know, people losing their houses and their businesses because of this. And it's only going to get worse with climate change. You know, it's, it's, it's something that um, right now it's very, it's very interesting to see, but it's also very bad for, you know, um, when, when you look at right now the you know the average person you know with a house like you know can they actually afford uh another damage if they don't have insurance you know and so what if a, a big storm happens like this where it just wipes them out you know um you know the claims That's are the importance be, of, of being insured and having yeah. the proper coverage right yeah yeah and we and we lucked out for many years up, up until 2017 when we had irma we lucked out um, from all those other storms. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Years in between. And it's important to know a reason why um, there was so much growth, you know, a couple of years after those hurricanes is back then, uh, insurance had five years to file a claim. So from 20, uh, 2005 to 2010, um, it was a busy time, you know, reopening claims for both of those hurricanes. Now they only have um, three years instead of instead of five. So that's that's a notable you know, difference between, you know, when we started and, and now. Right. So, okay. So going back to those five years, uh, why do you think they changed it? Was it because of the amount of claims that they were, you know, being hit with? Um, or was it just a natural, you know, sort of thing that they just did? No, I think they were threatened by, you know, the insurance having proper representation 
And so just cutting that time short for them, for people like us to, to get to them. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, um, and also the, the longer the, the more time that passes, the, the harder it is to, harder it is to evaluate the damages and, you know, link them to the cause. Um, you know, if you report something that happened four years ago, uh, how can the carrier really know, Hey, you know, this happened four years ago. So then it, it makes it a, it's, it's a, it makes it a challenge to, to, you know, put those claims through. Right. Um, that's, that's why I think, you know, one of the reasons why they, uh, lessen the, the amount of years that you need to report. And they were recently trying to lessen even more to two right. years, but that, that didn't pass. Luckily. Was it, was yeah. it because, uh, why didn't it pass? Uh, did, did somebody complain? Like what, what? what's going on yeah we we advocated for the policyholders okay great many others like us and we made sure that it passed awesome (laughs) um and i feel like that's the importance of being active in the community you know um it's it's getting that sense of uh i guess uh you know leadership because you know what's best and so but the homeowner might not realize that this is going on so um you know you guys I remember that you guys actually went out out of your way to email, um, you know, the politicians that that this was going through, and um, you know, basically calling them up and and telling them like, hey, like, uh, you know, let's make sure this this is not going through because um, it's it's only going to hurt the homeowner. So you're basically going to be, you know, um, I guess in a sense screwing them over, you know. Um, and this is kind of the kind of what I've been feeling with sort of the insurance world uh, with, you know, insurance agencies, it's like, you know, let me get, 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 and not give, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of the, the sense that I've gotten, um, you know, cause I've, I've seen, for example, um, there was uh, this thing in, in, in the UK where um, I believe it was uh, that right now, currently in this situation with COVID-19, they, their excuse is basically they're not going to be uh, they're they're in a way um, basically telling us that they cannot pay everyone right they, because they basically sold way too many policies right for business interruption so but if you know that a pandemic is going to do something like this then why are you selling it in the first place? Why not have a limit, you know, to, to cover your bottom line, you know? Um, and these are the sort of questions that I'm sort of uh, interested in to seeing what would you guys think about that, you know? Well, I mean, we personally have reviewed several uh, business policies already, and many of them have exclusions that the carrier says apply to to this type of loss to a viral infection or a business interruption due to you know viruses and i don't know i don't know i haven't seen anything specific to pandemics mm-hmm. um and that's why also we're trying to open up coverage through that route um but right now all of that is basically up in the air you know we're we're waiting for somebody to make a move as far as the you know legislation goes to see if it if we, can, if we can help those business owners recover through their insurance. Yeah. Um, as far as, as, far as uh, not being prepared to cover all the losses, I don't think that's true, man. I, 
insurance companies are yeah, yeah and even yeah, even insurance companies have insurance and there's also exactly. state departments um so there, there's state departments that handle those kind of things if a company goes insolvent then you know yeah they're, they're, they take over and you know so yeah for sure yeah yeah so there's still uh, other ways if they sorry if they if they have a covered loss if they're entitled to something like won't find a way to get it one way or another they're going to get compensated the important thing is having the coverage and um having a qualifying you know loss or something in their policy that would cover whether it be business interruption or whatever it is just making sure that whatever loss they suffer is covered and then we'll find a way to yeah. to get it paid yeah yeah but that's it, so so that's the, but that right now is their excuse you know um it's that uh, uh basically in the, the insurance agencies are not going to be able to pay everyone. That's their excuse right now, which I find very baffling. You know, um, how can you uh, sell someone something? Um, and once they actually truly need, need, you know, your help, um, it comes to the point where you can't help them because you basically are, um, you know, out of money per se, or out of resources, I guess. I, th um, I think their argument right now is that it's not covered is that a pandemic or a right. virus yeah. is not covered. That's yeah. the stand that they're taking. Even if the truth is they can't afford it, mm -hmm. the, you know, their excuse right now is that that's not a covered loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know that the uh, governor of California right now is telling uh, insurance companies that they actually need to, um, need to pay their uh, clients, um, you know, with, for this business interruption zone that actually do have it. Um, so in a way, I, I guess politicians are actually acting, you know, um, I, I, I forgot when, but, uh, I think even Trump said, um, that insurance agencies should actually be covering, uh, businesses, um, for business interruption. Like it, he thinks that it's actually not fair. Yeah. But he, yeah, yeah. He says it should, it's not fair, but they're, you know, private entities are not really required to take the president's recommendation. <laughs> yeah unless it goes into you know effect as a law can you guys just walk me through because i'm very i'm very interested in um what's the process like for a homeowner like what 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 should they do when they you know um get some sort of damage you know uh, because i've seen i've seen a lot of people sort of um in a, in a way ignoring damages you know very minimal damages that you can actually claim um, you know, and very big damages that, you know, you have to claim or you should claim because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hurting, I guess, your, um, your well-being and the structure of the, of the house. So can you guys just walk me through, uh, and my ignorant brain on, on, on what, uh, a homeowner should do, um, to sort of mitigate, um, what, uh, what damages they get. Uh, this may sound a little biased, but I think all homeowners should have immediate access to a public adjuster. Mm -hmm. uh, we are the, we're the people that represent them and their interests, right? Uh, so we are going to be honest with them right away, whether it's a covered loss, whether it's sufficient damage to, to file a claim, uh, you know, and even before they file the claim, like we could be that person that, that tells them if it, if it even qualifies for one. So that way they don't have to file the claim and then later on discover that it either wasn't covered or the damages didn't, didn't, didn't exceed the deductible. Mm -hmm. um, that claim does stay in their record forever. 
more than forever. No, I think it's like uh, five, seven years. I'm not sure that part. I don't know. Uh, but to your point, I think that if there's a, if there was a way that every single homeowner could know about public adjusters in general, and they could contact us first, it would be ideal because the insurance company is not going to give them that, that guidance, that initial guidance that they need. They're, they're just going to make a decision as to, is it covered? Is it not? And is it, you know, are you entitled to payment or is it undeductible? Yeah. So you're basically saying that, you know, public adjusters are very, uh, um, underrated in a sense, you know, and, and, um, not well known, you know, not many people know about public adjusters yeah, and having, and, and what other public adjusters don't know too. I'm sorry. Uh, insurance don't know. We're not just public adjusters. We are advocates for homeowners. We are policyholders ourselves, right. whether you don't hire a public adjuster or you don't hire Monarch, we are still advocating because when we write, you know, like you mentioned earlier, when we email these legislators, we're doing this for all of the policyholders in Florida. So mm -hmm. essentially we're working for everyone in Florida, whether you hire us or not, or you don't hire a public adjuster, Monarch is advocating for all policyholders in Florida. Right. So, you know, we're member, we're active members of multiple, you know, industry organizations. Um, so we are on top of, you know, these things that get try to get passed in legislation, like we were talking about earlier, you know, shortening the time to two years. So a lot of things that we're involved in um, that homeowners have no knowledge of, have no, you know, they're not aware of that. Um, so we are advocating for them even silently. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't know it. So that's why you should hire a public adjuster or hire Monarch. But um, we are essentially advocates for policyholders, not just public adjusters. Right. Yeah. And that's sort if of, want, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go for it. If, if you want a public adjuster, you could hire one. But if you want the best, then you hire Monarch, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so but going back to the whole question about, um, you know, uh, basically mitigating the damages, right? Um, what what exactly would you uh, tell somebody other than calling a public adjuster, you know, um, to do? Like, because I, I feel like homeowners don't hear this enough where it's like, hey, you need to stop the damage. Um, I think it's what you've told me. You need to stop the damage, um, Be uh, you know as it's happening, you know? So I kind of wanted to hear from you. Is there an instance where somebody hasn't stopped the damage and, you know, they, they get denied because of that? Yeah, it's very common to see uh, people or insureds that discover a leak and they don't, they don't realize how severe it actually is. Mm -hmm. They think that because it's a small drip, you know, that they can procrastinate in reporting this or, or fixing it. Yeah. to prevent the damages from worsening but the policy requires you to stop that leak immediately upon noticing it even if it's a drop every hour you have to you have to stop it from yeah. continuing to drop yeah. to drip sorry um so yeah definitely mitigate by as soon as it's discovered stop the leak whether it's shutting off the water or doing a temporary repair mm -hmm. calling a plumber but just stop it from continuing to to worsen and two, uh, in the case of uh, water damage, uh, if you discover, let's say, you know, a, a puddle of water in your kitchen, dry it up as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, towels with anything that you can so that your building materials don't continue to, to deteriorate with the right. water. Yeah. 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 And those are things that are found in your policy and realistically, you know, who reads their full policy. This could go yeah, it could yeah. range, you know, it could be in, in, you know, excess of a hundred pages. So these are things that, you know, unless 
you know, when you have a damage, you sit down and go through hundred pages and find that there, you're not mm -hmm. going to know. And you yeah. call your insurance company, you could get denied for doing that. Now you make one call, you know, to us and we know what's in your pocket. We're going to take the time, you know, to read your whole policy. And we're going to tell yeah. you exactly what you need to do on the spot. We don't, you don't have to wait and, you know, go through yeah. your policy or worse, not notice it in your policy, not know what you have to do. And then end up getting your claim denied. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's to, actually to very important. Point, yeah. Go for it. To that point, I have never had a client that has read their policy like beyond the deck page. So, and yeah, again, and that's if, the, if, and, that, if that, if yeah, that, even know what yeah. that is. <laughs> and yeah. 13 and 13 years of doing this, I have never had a client tell me, Hey, I've read my entire policy and I know like what I'm covered for. Yeah. 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 Not, nobody does that. You know, it's nobody it's, does that. It's kind of like the, um, uh, you know, when you're signing up to something and, and it's like, do you agree? <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. the, the terms and agreement. Um, you're, you're not going to read through the whole thing, you know? I mean, I've never um, read my car insurance policy. Yeah. You know, and so you know, I'm not exactly. a car adjuster, so. <laughs> it's uh, you don't even read the Facebook terms and conditions, you know? So why, why would you even read that? You know? Um, and I guess it's, it's, it goes back to the, to the whole, you know, um, I guess in a sense, we're kind of lazy, you know, uh, as people. Um, and we want the least resistance or, or as we possible. Trust. I think the worst thing is that we trust companies, we trust entities or something like an insurance company. You trust yeah. them that, you know, you're hiring them. They're going to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, true. And I think case, that's the problem. In this case, I think the agents offer that, that like comfort when they sell a policy of like, you're taking care of, you know, you're taking care of yeah. by this document, but in reality, you're not. Yeah, or that at could least be very not, dangerous. For, not, not as much as you think. Mm -hmm. so, but you think they, that the person that's that's selling you that is knowledgeable enough to to make the necessary decisions for you. And yeah. that person, unfortunately, yeah. in most cases, is not. And they, they may not have any ill intentions, you know, by doing that. Sometimes they're trying to help the insured out. Sometimes insurers like, hey, can you lower my premium? And mm -hmm. then to help them out and and you know pay a little bit less, save a little bit of money, they end up, you know losing coverages or you know right like yeah Which, yeah and that's something that i discussed in the in the podcast that i did with uh jag not too long ago uh mm -hmm. and that's understandable because some insureds may not have the funds to afford the coverage that yep. they need at that time yep. but at least make them aware you know don't just sell it to them right. what they're asking for let them know look i'm gonna sell you this policy as yep. you're requesting but know that you're not covered for this. You're not covered for that. You're limited here. You're, you know, so that they know what they're expecting. Yeah. yeah so there's no sure. surprises later. And, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a doctor telling you like, what are the chances of this operation going well? You know, um, that's at least the way that I look at it. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that we, we sort of trust people, you know, into, into what they're saying. Um, and that could be very dangerous, you know, because you never know what you're signing. Your, you're basically signing your life away um, if you do, if you sign the wrong thing, you know. Um, and so that's kind of, it's kind of weird and interesting at the same time, like to, to sort of, I don't know, what's the psychology behind it? You know, why, why do we trust people so much uh, that are selling something to us, you know? Because you don't know and they do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, so, 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 so so we do know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we but do, but uh, agents and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, instead of just maybe getting just one policy 
with one agent maybe you get a couple you know from from different agents uh, that's i feel like that would be the way to go you know uh do your homework you know make sure that actually javi so i'm sorry to interrupt you what i would recommend is the agent is selling you the policy if you really want somebody to know you can go to several agents but go to a somebody with experience like us like have us review your policy and say, mm-hmm. hey look if you were by this policy if this were to happen this is the kind of coverage that you're gonna get do you understand yeah. that if yeah. this happens you don't have any coverage so you know just cross-reference get a couple of opinions like you yeah. know, you're mentioning yeah. those, your you know you can go to a different doctor right go to someone it's free you know yeah. we offer that you know as a free service we can review your policy and we can tell you you know what could happen if you buy the policy and like i yeah. said just be edu- be educated if you still decide to make that decision and take that risk and, you know, cut your costs on your policy, that's up to you. But now you're prepared and you know, you know, what to expect if something happens. Yeah. And I get the whole point of, uh, you know, wanting to cut corners a little bit. You know, I, I always try and do that, um, you know, and um, but at the same time, I feel like it's when you cut too much, you don't have enough enough substance, you know, to 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 get the structure up, you know. Uh, to keep the structure up. And so, you know, which corners should you possibly cut? You know what I mean? It's like if, well, if you don't, if you don't have tornadoes somewhere, then there's no, there's no sense in having tornado insurance. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it could happen, you know, what are the probabilities of it happening is, is the other question is um, what's important, you know? Um, But I definitely see, I, I see this all the time, you know, it's uh, it's just you know, basically, kick, click and go, click and go, sign and go, basically, you know, um, and something that, for example, something that I, I kind of want to ask you guys is uh, the differences in between flood and water damage, um, because I'm still confused about that. Like, you know, I was trying to search it up and you know, trying to trying to see what I come up with, but. Um, I don't know if, if flooding, do they mean like I leave the sink on and, you know, it, it starts flooding the whole house or is it flooding from the outside? Like what's going on? Like what, 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 what is that? What is flood insurance? Before we get into that, I want to say something about cutting corners with insurance. Uh, remember that home, home insurance is, you know, a protection for your, one of your biggest assets. So I wouldn't recommend ever cutting corners yeah. uh, with insurance particularly. Yeah. If you need to save some money, maybe you know, um, don't eat out as much, or turn off, turn off more lights, use yeah. less water, eat know, potatoes and ham of, all the time, <laughs> cut those yeah, kinds of corners. Yeah. And on, on, sorry, on that yeah. note, uh, I want to mention I see a lot of um, homeowners too when they pay off their homes, they pay off their mortgages, they think it's like yeah. a free pass not to have insurance, and then they decide to not have insurance after you paid, you know, 30, 40 years, you know, your hard-earned money, you paid yeah. off a property. Now they're like, okay, I don't have a mortgage. So if you don't have a mortgage, maybe it's a good idea to at least keep your insurance. You're already saving money in your mortgage. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's never a good idea to cut corners or definitely not to not have insurance. Yeah. Even if, you know, it's not required by, you know, you don't have a lender or whatever. It's always good to have insurance anyway. Yeah. Oh, so question about that. Because no. um, you need insurance to have a mortgage, right? Well, the other way around. Oh, sorry. Uh, you need, yeah, yeah, you need, you need, um, you, you need a uh, yeah, if you have yeah. a mortgage, if you have a lender in your property, you're going right. to have, there's going to be a minimum basic requirement, which you can call your mortgage department and ask them mm-hmm. what that minimum coverage is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you can go up uh, whatever, you know, coverages you want to increase. But yeah, if you do have a mortgage or a lender, uh, a lien right. on your property, you do mm-hmm. have to have insurance. Gotcha. 
Yeah. So it's required. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. They're okay. protecting, they're protecting their, their asset. Right. Yeah. And they're yeah of course. Cause at, yeah. At the end of the day, if you stop paying, you know, um, it's basically the, I guess in a sense, the mortgage is property, you know, um, that's at least yeah, but, what I understand. Um, but they just care about the structure as a whole. Right. Yeah. Of course. If something were to happen, but if, if you purchase a policy uh, with some sort of exclusions or, or limitations, mm-hmm. they don't care if you, you know, as long as the property is still, the walls are and the roof are up and standing. They don't mm-hmm. care if you have a pretty kitchen or if you have a terrible kitchen right. or a cheap kitchen, or if your kitchen gets damaged and you have yeah. to replace it, you know, they don't care about that. So that's mm-hmm. what you have to protect. You have to make sure you have those little coverages and those little things that because you're the one that's going to be living in the house on a daily, you're the one that's going to, have to be in that home with that kitchen, with those floors, mm-hmm. with those bathroom damages. So that's yeah. your responsibility. They just care right. about the structure. As yeah, a they just want the property. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So, uh, so going back to the whole flooding thing, like, what, what's the situation with that? Because I don't, I don't, I don't truly get it. Um, I mean, I know what a flood is, I guess, but I don't, I don't really get the difference in between water and 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 flood. You know, why why is there even a difference? Well, I mean, as defined by the policy and in simple terms, flood is any water that comes from the outside in, like raising water. Right, right, rising water. Floods yeah. Into your, yeah, rising okay. water uh, that floods into your home uh, from the outside in, basically. But if you, have a, if you have what you would consider a flood due to a pipe break inside your house, that's not, as defined by the policy, that's not considered a flood. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so the flood is more, it's more determined by uh, the source than mm-hmm. the actual, you know, flood. So anything, any kind of water can cause a flooding, but only if it comes right. in from the outside as rising water. And right. if you have flood insurance, I, for example, I live in a flood zone, even though my house has never been flooded, mm-hmm. I'm required to have flood insurance. Mm-hmm. But if your house does get flooded and it's caused by, you know, a flood from the outside, you have to have, you know, flood yeah. insurance. Um, so that's a little more tricky, you know, like when the case of a hurricane, you know, and you have, um, like a homeowner's policy with hurricane coverage and there's a flood, then they'll figure out, um, you know, who's responsible for what, you know, as far as the damages go, what was caused by flood damage, what was caused by, you know, the hurricane itself. So yeah, it's a little more complicated. Anything two feet down from the wall, they'll attribute to if both causes, uh, if like if you have damage due to the hurricane and then also due to flood, they usually consider anything from the wall two feet down would go under the flood policy mm-hmm. and anything above would go under the hurricane or the homeowner's policy. Gotcha. Right. And that sounds something interesting that you mentioned, uh, Yuli, which is uh, you are required to have flood insurance uh, where you live. Why is that? Is it because you live below sea level or at sea level? Uh, so no, every 10 years, the county does a survey of elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on the elevation of your property, mm-hmm. uh, you may fall under a flood zone. I don't live anywhere near the coast or a lake or a river or anything like that. And I happen to be in a flood zone by like a block. Like I looked at this map, you know, when I was required, mm-hmm. like, why do I need to pay extra insurance? Yeah. And like the cutoff <laughs> is like a block down. Um, so every 10 years they reevaluate because, you know, land settles and elevation changes. So yeah. based on that elevation, um, and I'm actually excited because well, I shouldn't say that, but in about a year, they're going to reevaluate my area and then I can yeah. decide if I want to keep flood insurance or not. But yeah, so it's some areas it's required, like for me. And, you know, you can look at that map of mm-hmm. Miami-Dade County. You can look at those, you can put it in your address and it'll tell you if you're in a flood zone. 
Um, yeah. And then if you if you're not, you still have the option to purchase that. It's it's very cheap though to have. Um, really. That that extra. Like how much here. compared? What are we talking about? A couple hundred dollars a year. Okay. Like okay. Three yeah. to five hundred bucks. Yeah, like year. three, four, five hundred bucks a year, depending you know on your property where you yeah. live. It, so it is very cheap and you know we do recommend you know you have it uh, yeah so it's basically like paying like what like 40 bucks a month you know up to 40 bucks a month 50 bucks a something month. something like that yeah it gets okay. distributed you know throughout the year so it is very it is very uh cheap but so you have the option to purchase it or gotcha. you, you know you may be required yeah gotcha and i i also keep hearing about um you know limits to certain policies and you know, how they're messing up the, the home insurance uh, policies, basically, and the homeowner itself. Um, and can you guys just walk me through that? Uh, first of all, why is there even a limit? Uh, you know, I thought that, it, you know, you covered me for whatever I needed, you know, if, if, if it were to be damaged. Like, why is there even a limit? You know, I'm paying your money um, for covering me, basically, you know. Well, there has to be a limit to how much they're going to pay, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think what you're referring to is a sub-limit for water damage, right? I'm not too sure. I'm, educate me. So now uh, it's common to see nowadays uh, sub-limit and water damage losses of $10,000. So that means that if you have this limit in your policy mm -hmm. uh, and the likelihood is that you do and you're not even aware about it, Mm -hmm. But if you do have it and you suffer a, a pipe leak inside your home that floods your entire home, the insurance company is only going to pay you 10K, regardless of how much your damages actually are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know. That's I know messed how up. That sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> that definitely is. Definitely is. And especially because, uh, you know, we're, they're not giving proper notice to policyholders. Right. No? Yeah, because you you may have you may have purchased your policy without a policy uh, or like a water limit, and then you know mid policy you get a letter in the mail or something saying like you know uh, upon your renewal you know this policy is going to be changed to you know a ten k limit. Some people don't even again we went back you know going back to people not reading their policies, not you know being knowledgeable and yeah. that yeah. they're not even no. yeah. And in some cases in the renewal they'll include the letter. So, you know, you're receiving your renewal packet and yeah. it's, it's your policy, but you, you know, as everybody else does, you don't take the time to go through it. Yeah, it's in the you fine don't even print. Know, yeah, you don't even know that the letter is in there. Mm -hmm. And, and for those there, few, yeah, that's it. You're, you're, you're if, capped. Yeah. You know, that's and not only that, if it's in there, it looks like everything else. So yeah. it's not like something like big red sign, you know, you know, right. careful red flags. No, no. Yeah. They, yeah, and if, and if you're that, what would you recommend somebody doing looks, it, uh, like having that? Like, sorry to cut you off, you leave, but no, no, I, I'm just really curious about that. Like, what, what, what exactly would you recommend somebody that incur, uh, incurs that? You know, like, um, you know, let's just say I, I have a home right now, and, um, you know, I get that notice, and I, I look at it, and I'm like, why, why is there a 10k limit? You know, um, what would you recommend me do? I would I'll recommend tell you what you I did. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. No. Never mind. I was gonna say what I did is I switched as soon as I yeah. saw that I I switched insurance companies and I made sure to look for those you know those coverages that were you know. Is it per insurance company or is it like just overall you know like 
it, it's it's basically sold policy by policy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, some carriers have it. The majority of them are implementing it now, but mm -hmm. uh, there are still some carriers out there that do not have uh, this limit. Uh, gotcha. You know, as a as a standard in their policy. Um, right. So, but if you do discover that you have it, mm -hmm. you know, immediately start calling your agent and get quotes without this sub limit. If you don't know, you know, you could always send us the policy. We'll review it for you and let you know what you have. Yeah. Not only as far as the limit, but in, in general, how your policy looks um, as to coverage. Yeah, yeah. So, and what what sort of other limits are there? Because I feel like it doesn't stop at water limit. You know, I feel like it goes beyond that. Just, just because, you know, I'm kind of getting a vibe of the insurance company just trying trying to cut their corners. You know, there's all sorts of limits, man. And uh, on personal property, there's limits on electronics on cash mm -hmm. uh, there's also uh, backup uh, like sewer backup limits on some policies of five thousand mm -hmm. dollars there's yeah. mold limits uh, you know of ten thousand dollars that's a that's one that's pretty standard and yeah. most policies um, you know there's a lot of things that are limited the important thing is to to know what you're being limited so that you can make a decision as to mm -hmm. whether you should continue with that carrier or find somebody else and what's worse than a limit is an exclusion because the limit, you know, you know, that's the most you're going to get. There's also exclusions where a certain type of loss or a certain cause is not covered right. at all. And what I usually tell people is um, if they have a $10,000 cap, if they want to decide if they want to continue with that carrier or not, just look around, you know, let's say if your kitchen was to get, you know, destroyed by, you know, a leak or your bathroom, just mm -hmm. to stop and think, will $10,000 be enough for me to replace this kitchen or this bathroom or, you know, whatever property gets damaged in your house and yeah. bring it back to its original condition without me having to pay them out of your pocket. If you're yeah. comfortable, you know, answering yes to that, you know, then that that's a personal choice. But if you know that what you have replacing your kitchen, you know, your property, your things is more than $10,000, it's not worth the risk. Right. Yeah. I would, I would always get an opinion of a, of an expert. Because maybe you think that your kitchen is worth 10K, mm -hmm. $10,000, but you know, what if it's more than that? Or what if there's other damages or other repairs necessary that will add to the replacement of the kitchen? Like yeah. continuous paint throughout, you know, imagine a house that has continuous paint throughout the open and common areas. Um, these are things that add up and you'll end up being capped, even though, you know, regardless of how much it actually is to replace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's always more damage than, than you can see to, you know, to the common eye. Like once you, and once that's it, once you, you get, take that money or you sign, you know, that doesn't mm -hmm. matter how much more you spent, you're not getting anything else. Exactly. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, when it comes to the types of damages, I, I do see that a lot of people underestimate the, the types of damages that they have. Um, you know, like, for example, the house that I live in, you know, uh, it has uh, a couple of broken tiles. Um, and I didn't know until you told me that that could be claimed, you know. Um, and so and so I, and I keep on encountering that, you know, I, I keep on seeing like, you know, maybe just a, one shingle in the roof, uh, you know, being, you know, broken. Uh, but then next thing you know, like, 
it, it it's it has a leak you know because that thing is broken and, it, and it's filtering through the through the roof so um or it may be leaking and you don't even realize it yeah it exactly yeah exactly oh. it's over time you know and that and and that actually goes back to what we were talking about you know the whole thing about mitigating and and making sure you uh mitigate uh, at the time of damage you know um i feel like if if correct me if i'm wrong but if you let that thing, even if you don't notice it over time, it's probably not good for you and your claim, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not. of course. Yeah. yeah so that's why you always want to let. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, that's why you should always let an expert, you know, inspect it. Yeah. Because you may not find, you think anything is wrong. You might not find anything, but an expert will, mm -hmm. will know if there's anything. I haven't dealt with this in a while, but I there there are several policies that they exclude hidden damages. So you may have had something that's really? been going on for for several months or whatever it may be, and once you discover it's you know extensive damage or extensive mold, you know it it could potentially be excluded um, or limited by the the uh, mold and fungi. Uh, limits, sublimits up to a policy. So that's another thing. So that's why it's important to know what coverages you have and what type yeah. of policy you have. Yeah, that's messed up because I feel like I feel like uh, insurance companies are kind of like with all these policies, uh, you know, and, and limits and, and and exclusions. I feel like they want me to sort of be actively looking at my house to for damages, you know, and and like being very tedious about it, you know. Um, and, and it kind of beats the purpose of having a home because you kind of want to feel at home, you know, um, at, at least that's what I think, you know, because, uh, for example, with the, with the whole hidden, um, damages, like you expect me to actually know that my attic was leaking when I haven't been there for about 15 years, like really, you know, no. um, no, but that's it, what you signed when you signed that contract with them. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, they they wouldn't even tell me, you know. Like Why would of, they? <laughs> you know exactly. So, um, yeah, I feel I I I'm really starting to see the, the 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 importance of going out there and doing your homework, and this applies to like so many things, like even just buying a microwave, you know, um, like just go out there and do your homework, you know, um, make sure that you're getting the right thing for you. You know, not necessarily for everyone else, but for you. Um, yeah, and, you know. and seek the help of professionals. You know, saying yeah. that's part of doing your homework, too, is going to someone who has the knowledge and experience that you don't to assess you in that field. Like, right. like you would hire an attorney or, you know, or you would file your taxes. You would go to an accountant, you know. Mm -hmm. So go to someone who is a professional in, in that if, if you're not that person. Yeah. All right. So, and yeah, wait, go for it. You guys get away from that. And because we don't sell policies, mm -hmm. if you come to us for advice, like, it, it'll be unbiased, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, we're not right. going to, we'll tell you exactly what you have, not trying to sell you a product. Um, or, and of course, and again, this is uh, like with no uh, ulterior motive, motive or alternate motive, however you yeah. say it. Uh, you know, we're not trying to get you to send us your policy so that we can get, get you then later get you as a client. Yeah. Uh, if we are able to provide you with valuable information that serves you in the future mm -hmm. and educates you, you know, and any, any other consumer, that's more than good for us. 
Yeah, yeah. That's enough. That's what we want. We just want the consumer to be more knowledgeable. Yeah, educating and, and educating the, the general populace. You right. Know, of, and at the same time, we're educating ourselves. The more policies we see, the more yeah. policies we review, yeah. we're educating the client, but we're educating ourselves. There's more thing, you know, yeah. more policies that we get to read, more things that we encounter. So, you know, it's You're a win-win more for both of us. <laughs> exactly. So, it's a win-win for both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... I, I just don't I just don't know why people just don't do their homework, you know, and, and this is a, actually a big problem in, in, in Florida because we get hit by hurricanes all the time. Right. You know, um, what's the last I think, one that that we were going to get hit by, but it didn't go. What's his Dor- name? Uh, Dorian. It, it just hovered literally around the Bahamas and destroyed that. Um, but th- forget about the hurricanes. Just for daily things that, that yep. happen, like yep. pipe leaks, uh, fires, vandalisms, yeah. you know, these are, these are, these are occurrences that are inevitable. Yeah. Um, That's actually very interesting that you mentioned vandalism because not a lot of people might realize that, you know, they, they might even not even realize that they're covered with that or they're not covered with that. You know, it applies in both cases. Um, I, I think that's what I've seen um, because you know, uh, when you look at someone, uh, you know, vandalizing a house, right? The first thing, this, the first thought that comes to your mind is not definitely, am I insured? You know, um, the first thing that probably comes to your mind is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> you lose your, your, sen- <laughs> yeah, you you lose lose your, your sense, sense of security. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, um that, and that also applies with like death claims, you know. Um, but if you knew that you were covered, yeah. If you knew that you were covered, I, I guarantee you that it would be the stress level would be, you know, much less. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, at the thing. end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, you know that yeah, it's material things, and at the end of the day, it's, you're gonna you're gonna be put back to where you were, thanks yeah. to yeah. you know the fact that you have the proper coverage. Yeah. And the proper representation, because you can have the proper coverage and still not be compensated if you don't have proper representation, because they know that you don't have the knowledge yeah. uh, to fight for what you really deserve and what you pay for. So those yeah. are two. I just don't get it, man. I, I don't things. get. I don't get why um, you know homeowners don't realize that they could be getting protected better. You know, um, it's 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 very weird. To, to sort of see, you know, and, and, and you encounter it every single day. You guys, you guys encounter clients that they don't even know that their, um, you know, their policy covers this, but doesn't cover that, you know? Um, and so I just, I don't know, it feels weird to, to not know what something as important as my house, you know, like every aspect of my house, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things that, that you, you have, but you don't know you need until yeah. something happens yeah. and then you really need it. Yeah. So that's the problem that, you know, people, you don't suffer a, a loss or a damage every single day, right? This mm-hmm. happens maybe like once every two years, three years, or maybe five yeah. years, or maybe it's unless you happened. have bad luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's happened. Yeah. It could happen like four or five times in a year. Yeah. But yeah. Typically it doesn't happen. It's not something that happens often. So mm-hmm. To the per- to those people or to the people that they've never experienced the claim, 
um, to them, insurance is, you know, it's like they it's have it, but, they, but they, yeah, they don't, they don't realize the, the, the importance of it. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not an imminent threat for them. You know what I mean? It's, it, that's, that's what I feel like it's, it's happening that because you don't see the imminent danger, then you're not going to even worry about it. You know, um, it applies to, it. you know, to, to, to a lot of things that, you know, on, on your day-to-day life, you know, if you don't see the benefit, it's just like, you know, talking about habits. If you don't see the good side of a habit, you're not going to want to do it. You know, you know that it's good for yeah. you, but you you don't, you know, it's kind of like that instant sort of, uh, ramification that you know um that you want to see it's like oh i'm protected by this you know um you know i would say i would say that people should think of insurance as wearing their seatbelt almost everyone wears their seatbelt every single drive right yeah so then you should have make sure you have the best uh, coverage possible you know even if even if you're not going to get in an accident tomorrow you know where you have the proper coverage as you would your seatbelt If it happens, you want to make sure you're wearing it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a that's a very good way to put it. I'm gonna write that down uh, and just uh, uh, quote you. Uh, insurance should be like seatbelt. It's like a seatbelt. Yeah, be like riding with your seatbelt. That's funny. <laughs> Don't be caught without it. <laughs> Don't be caught in an accident without it. Which, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, I, I can see why though. You know what I mean? Like I could see the, the, the whole part. Oh, the, you know, cause the thing is that you're not, you're not going to know something's going to happen to you until it actually happens to you. You know, we all, we all have insurance, but we all hope we don't have to use it. Everybody has yeah. car insurance, health insurance, home insurance, life insurance. Yeah. There's all, but it's all those things that you pay and you pay and you pay and then you just hope you never have to use it. Yeah, yeah. But and if, if you do, yeah, then you want to know that all that money that you put into it all those years is is going into something that is yeah. gonna, you know, offer a return to you. Yeah, it's like um, the way that I look at it is because uh, like, I come from an engineering background and um, the way that I put it is, um, you know, let's just say I'm building a plane, right? Um, if something go- doesn't go wrong, if nothing happens when the plane is flying, that's a good thing, right? You know, uh, because if something were to happen, you know, just to see you, you see, you looked out of your window, you see something going wrong, you know, that's what insurance is covered for. You know what I mean? It's, it's you want that sort of, um, I guess, safety net, you know, um, but, but you don't, again, you don't realize it until you need it. Um, and I, I know my parents, for example, don't actually have insurance for the inside of the house. Uh, and I know we mentioned this, uh, before, um, in a conversation, Edgar and I, so maybe they, they should listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they <laughs> definitely should. Um, yeah. I'm going to let them not just know. Because, not just because their son is in it, but because there's very valuable information here for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, but I, I'll, you know, cause they wanted to, um, see if they can claim something. And I was like, wait, what, 
but you don't have insurance. You know, why, why are you trying to claim something, you know, if you don't have insurance, who are you claiming to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so right now they're like getting it together. They're putting the pants on and they're like, Oh, we're definitely getting insurance. Yeah, so the next time, the next time something happens, they'll yeah. be prepared. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and that's good because I've seen some cases where people don't have insurance. They suffer a loss. Uh, and then they get even more discouraged by saying, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't have been, oh, in the case of your parents, yeah. for example, it's something that wouldn't have been covered either way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so they get even more discouraged. Like, you know, why am I going to get it if it doesn't cover anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's right. a misconception too. You know, you might not be covered for that one, you know, unfortunate event, but there, it does cover for the most uh, common yeah. types of, of yeah. losses. Yeah, and that's what people need to try and get. You know, it's like the insurance is also not uh, like a save all type of thing. You know, where it's you know I have damage, my friend broke my window. You know, like uh, let me claim that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like that. Um, at least in the way that I see it, it's uh, you know it's just it's just a safety net that you set up. You know, for your bottom line. You know, um, and so I we talked about something that's that sort of. <laughs> Um, give me a pointer, which is theft claims. I'm very interested about theft claims because uh, we actually have a high percentage of break-ins in Florida, um, particularly in the home state, uh, homestead um, area and uh, all the way up to uh, Boca Raton um, and those sort of areas. So what exactly would you tell somebody that, you know, they just had their broke uh their house broken into like you know what do i do like other than call the cops like what do i do you know um like yeah because of course you're gonna have to call the cops you know and file a report i guess um yeah yeah as an adjuster the first thing that i would do is secure my home once as as an adjuster now as a a homeowner (laughs) the Mm -hmm. first thing that i would do is secure my home uh, right away um, you know, change the lock, board up the window, whatever it may be, so that you don't have yeah. another easy entry there. Uh, the second thing I would do, and this is obviously after calling the authorities and filing the police report, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then proceed immediately to preparing an inventory of everything that's been taking, taken uh, because it's fresh. So you can go through your stuff and see where you're missing and where you're not. Yeah. Um, so those are the two things. And then third, I would, I would, re- I would report the claim uh, uh, right away, contact the public adjuster uh, and get that claim in immediately, which is prescribed or required by the policy. Now, to my knowledge, um, you do need the police report, right? It actually benefits you to, to have the police report, right? Yeah. It serves it's, as, it's required. As, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's, so, it's evidence. Okay. All right, so it's required to have it. I believe in case of a theft or a fire, there needs to be, you know, for you to follow him, there has to be a official report. Okay, so that's very I've important. Had, yeah, that's I've very important. Cases, no. I've handled cases where the homeowners, again, not knowing, uh, they, they had a theft claim and they didn't realize that how extensive the damage was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they were focused only on what was stolen. So they didn't file a police report. And we were still able to get them paid, but we had to jump through several hoops because we didn't right. have that 
that uh, official uh, report from from the authorities. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, if they requested you can even file a later if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. Cause some people, if they feel like, you know, the person's not there, I mean, some people may not feel the need to, you know, call for, you know, for help. If something is not going on right there, if they got there, they already robbed. They probably feel like, well, what am I going to call the cops? Like, you know, exactly. Unless, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. And also document uh, is important. Document, um, any property that was taken. If you have photographs, if you have receipts, of purchases of electronics, of jewelry, mm -hmm. whatever. If you do have um, any receipts or any even pictures are good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And same way to be prepared. I know it sounds maybe silly to take pictures around your house, but you should document it. Not yeah, just you're for gonna that, be that guy just like outside of your house, you know. Well, <laughs> taking believe a picture it or not, of your <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had claims where insureds have submitted, uh, you know, pictures of like a family gathering with a piece of jewelry on, you know, to show evidence to the insurance company that they. You know, mm -hmm. they did own that jewelry or or um, I've been asked for like TV manuals or remote controls to prove that there was a certain TV that was right. taken, things like that, right. you know. So if you do have photographs, um, like I said, it sounds silly, but not just for a theft, for any kind, for a fire, for yeah. a hurricane, anything that can destroy property in your house. Um, it's good to just randomly, you know, uh, periodically rather yeah. um, take pictures of like things in your house, especially valuables and just have that in case. Um, Maybe like once a happens. year. Yeah, when your policy well, renews, that's a good idea to just yeah, just yeah. It almost feels like entire... yeah, it almost feels like uh, the, the the insurance companies basically trying to have that gotcha moment, like you know, oh wait, you said that you you you're missing a TV, yeah? Can you prove that? Uh, no, no, sir, exactly I can't. Oh gotcha you know what i mean like it's 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 like they're they're trying to get you you know um they're in the business of making money man they're, yeah they're, at the yeah. end of the day they you know want to make as much and pay as little as possible so that they can stay profitable mm -hmm. very pro profitable <laughs> yeah. yeah especially something um, like a theft usually valuable items are taken so it's going to cost mm -hmm. them a lot of money and now they have to pay for all your jewelry all your electronics um anything else of value that was taken from your home you know so so they want to make sure that everything you say was taken or that you said you owned you have some sort of proof because yeah. any other kind of loss you're you know any kind of damage you have in your house they have an opportunity to come and inspect your house and see the damaged property mm -hmm. when something's gone it's gone then they kind of want some proof that that was even there yeah to this point uh i've, I've had cases where they'll put up a huge fight because a, the client has no proof whatsoever of the stolen property but those mm -hmm. we're still able to to fight them and eventually get the clients paid. Right. Um, it's a typical it's a difficult scenario, but we can get it done. Right. So I don't want people to be discouraged. Like that's that's another advantage of hiring an expert. Mm -hmm. is, you know, we can we know what to do to make them pay for the things that they're you know making seem like they wouldn't unless you right. have proof. Yeah. Um, and, and mind you, we make those recommendations to have all those receipts, those pictures, but that doesn't guarantee you either that they're going to pay for it. It's, you know, they're still going to put up a fight, but yeah, just to make exactly. it easier, we recommend that you have all those things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's sort of like a, um, that's the power of having a public adjuster, you know, um, that's the power of having any expert in anything, you know, it's, it's making sure that you, you explore the possibilities out there, you know, um, is it possible? Yes. Uh, what are the probabilities uh, if you were by yourself? Probably not good, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a, the way that I put it is uh, 
kind of like being out there in the woods and uh you know survivability what are those what are the probabilities of you surviving i mean if you have somebody that has skills uh you know with like climbing trees and building a yeah, hut, like if you can you hire know? if you can hire like a navy seal to go out there with exactly. you exactly <laughs> yeah you probably would yeah and so like so it, yeah consider public adjusters and particularly us um the navy seals of of you know the 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 industry um, in this case. So um, going back to the whole reporting, because I feel like that's really important because I didn't know that you had to follow the report and it's a requirement. Um, I, it's, it's, it's something that we need to talk about. You know, it's something that, we, how do you think we should go about educating the homeowner, um, you know, as far as these steps? Because I feel like it's not, you don't go to school and learn about, you know, what happens if this happens to your house? You know what I mean? And I feel like that's actually a flaw in the education system, um, you know, where, where they're not actually taught, you know, these sort of things. They don't teach you how to file your taxes, you know, um, but it hurts because this type of information that's beneficial for them, um, you know, is, is not out there, you know. Um, what do you guys, what are you guys thoughts on like what, how we should go about educating the homeowner, you know, um, and, 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 and what, what you would tell other people to do? That's a big question. Yes, I know, but you know, no, no, just, I think it, I think it's impossible to like educate anybody in every aspect of, you know, life's needs. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why, you know, if you need any kind of professional, you know, attention, you know, you go to a professional for medical attention for, uh, like I I mentioned before, an attorney, a tax person uh, there, that's why there's professions. So professions specialize in one thing and that's why you go to these people. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little far-fetched to, you know, say that we have to educate everybody and like, you know, if you have to educate them in home insurance and you'd have to educate them in, I don't know, thousands of other aspects of life, that's just impossible. You know, you spend your whole life trying to learn about everything and then, you know, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I mean, learning is still good. I'll tell you that much. You you know, you learn every day. Um, And this is, I guess that's because I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I don't because um, I feel like we should be striving to let people know exactly how the system works, you know? Well, and that's um, what we're doing right here. And that's yeah, what, we for do. sure. that's no, what yeah, we're for doing. Sure. Yeah. But like I said, it's impossible to teach everybody, but whoever yeah. wants, you know, to, to listen to us, to come to us, let us help them. If they want to be helped, we will help them. We will, you know, yeah. educate them or review those policies, but to educate everybody in, or, or to say that everybody should be educated, they can. Uh, but like I said, that's why there's different professions. And then you go to those professionals when you need, you know, something done the right way. Cause that's all they do day in and day out. You know, they mm-hmm. don't know a little bit about a lot of things. They know a lot about one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's who we are. Yeah. We're that expert. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that we have a very pow- powerful tool uh, at our disposal, Google. which is Google. Uh, no, and phones and <laughs> social media and yeah. ads, and we're trying to as much as we can uh, within you know the the resources that we have to push as much information yeah. as we can. Then, yes, if you want to, if you want to receive education in a sense, like the, know the full length of, uh, of your coverages or what insurance is, you can come to us. But I think 
uh, at least to if we could give that people that trigger of you know you see something call you yeah. have a question ask you know those little triggers uh, maybe they're not educated as to the details of the process but at least they know who to seek once it has certain damages yeah um, and what we're trying to do is as you know just getting these on these pl platforms and spread as much awareness as we possibly can yeah um, yeah yeah completely understandable um so uh, i wanted to ask you guys because i know that um a lot of homeowners and business owners don't actually know what the clean process is like and so i wanted to get your perspective from from a public adjusting perspective like how does it look like you know like what ex what steps are you doing for the for the clients Yuli? Yeah, well, we always start with, you know, a free inspection and evaluation of the policy. Mm -hmm. um, the policy evaluation doesn't have to come necessarily with a loss. We can do that at any time. Um, but if they do, you know, suffer any kind of damage and they call us, we'll do a free inspection. We'll inspect yeah. the losses that they found as well as the rest of the property. There may be, like we are talking earlier, hidden damages, things they haven't noticed. So we're going to conduct um, that full inspection of the property. Uh, notify them. We'll review that policy. We'll let them know mm -hmm. what their coverages are. And honestly, all they need to worry about, you know, we'll thoroughly explain our contract. It's not like your insurance contract, you sign and go, you, you know, you yeah. understand all of the parts of our contract, what you're agreeing to, what to expect from us. Um, and we'll let you know what we expect from you as well. Um, and from there, we pretty much, you know, we take on um, the whole claim process for the, mm -hmm. from the inspections, the negotiating, the scoping of the property, you know, to make sure that uh, everything is accounted for in our Is that an order? Um, so the inspection, yeah, there's an inspection, mm -hmm. a policy review. Uh, from there, things are not, you know, it's not, a, you know, everything will be done, but maybe not in that, you know, ex exact same order. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we will do an, an, uh, a scope of the property, which is an estimate that we present to the insurance company. We will, you know, go to as many inspections yeah. as we need to with the carrier, experts, engineers, whoever it is at the property, we'll meet with them. Um, so we'll let you know what's expected from you, but we'll hold your hand, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say yeah. you can sit back and you're not going to do anything. We'll let you know what we need from you, but we're not just going to tell you, hey, you need to do this. Like we will hold your hand through the whole process yeah. um, and we'll do, you know, most of the work. Is it, we'll is do it the negotiating and yeah. yeah. Is it that we hold your hand or they're holding our hand? And we're, uh, we're, we're going to hold their hand. <laughs> we're going to hold their hand and we're going to put up that fight for them. Okay, great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, also, one, one of the services that we provide that many other companies charge for or pass it on to somebody else mm -hmm. uh, is the mortgage uh, endorsement process. Uh, we do that for our, for our clients right. as a courtesy, and uh, we have in-house staff that, that handles that. So it's all handled within the same uh, you know company. Yeah. How many important PAs is that? Are, yeah. It's very important because. Mm -hmm. um, Many, many payments, specifically ones like that are in excess of what, like 15, 20K, more or less? It, it depends on the, yeah, it depends on the, on the lender, but usually anything over, sometimes over 10, over 20, it depends yeah, so on the type of loss. The, lar the larger the, the sum of money, the more uh, likely it is that the mortgage will try to uh, monitor the funds. That means that they, you won't see that money initially, like right away. Mm -hmm. and a lump sum they'll hold it and disperse it little by little as you do the repairs right and that's it sounds simple but it's very very tedious 
So what you're saying is that if I were to have, let's just say $20,000 in, in, uh, in damages and I have a mortgage, um, they're, they're not going to be paying 20 K to me. They're going to be paying, you know, maybe 3000 and then another 5,000 once I fix yeah. stuff. Well, is that what you're saying? Well, hey, we you- get the check, but it has to be endorsed by the mortgage. So mm-hmm. the mortgage company will monitor those funds. So gotcha. they'll deposit that money. And then as you do the repairs, mm-hmm. they disperse it little by little. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And in my experience, a lot of people are even surprised when that check comes and it has a mortgage on it because they thought, you know, the check is in the mail. They're like, okay, I'm going to have my money yeah. you know, in three days. And they're like, why is my mortgage company on there? This is not their house. Is it? And then what they don't realize is as long as you have a lien on your property, they're an interested party. They're going to be listed on there because they want to know everything that goes on with that property. Yeah. Uh, so they want to be involved. And depending on your bank, the type of loss you have, your loan details, they may just sign it over or they may go through that uh, process that Edgar was explaining mm-hmm. with the monitoring process. But like I said, not to worry. We will help you with that process as well if, if that's what you encounter in your situation. Yeah. So a uh, question. Uh, this is something that I just thought about. Um, so I, I guess the, my ignorant brain, the way that mortgages work is, you know, you, you basically are paying just like rent, basically, it's up you're paying the whole the whole value of the house for a certain amount of time, right? Um, and uh, something that triggered uh, this thought was uh, when you said they're a stakeholder in, t- in, in, in this process, you know, because it's their property, basically. Um, they have an interest on the property. Yeah, they have an interest in the property. Um, so if, if, if I were to almost be done paying the mortgage, um, do they even have a say in it? Is that, it, is that how it works? You know what I mean? As long as you owe them a penny and their name is still on there, they have a say. Okay, um, gotcha. Now, could they be more flexible depending, you know, every case is different. Uh, but technically, you know, the answer to the question is yes. As long as you owe them a penny and that mortgage is not paid off, their name mm-hmm. will be on that check. Gotcha. So even if I paid... 350 and I'm only missing 1000 bucks uh, left. They're still going to be withholding the check. Yeah. Not sometimes, always, but there, there's a possibility. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Sometimes we can negotiate for uh, you to use part of your funds to, you know, pay off whatever's left mm-hmm. and the rest to, to repair your home. Right. Right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Um, Is there something out there that you guys have seen that it's not, um, that's not uh, in, a, in a way, um, I guess you could call it n- normal per se. Like, is there a damage, is, is there shady clients out there that you've sort of realized, oh, these people are like, oh, you know, um, they there, probably did that themselves, always- you know? Have you guys encountered that? Like, how often is that happening? I'm curious. There's always shady uh, people. There's always shady yeah. people that are going to try to find, you know, yeah. a dollar here, a dollar there, and try to do something. And those are not the people that we represent. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like you know, somebody can choose us to be, you know, their public adjuster. If we do suspect that somebody is trying to do something that's fraudulent, or they're trying, you know, to, you know, like I said, you know, make some money off the insurance company, or yeah. something is not, you know, really there, then obviously we would respectfully, you know, decline their their business as well yeah um yeah and this yeah, goes think, back to uh, sorry go ahead Edgar. i wanted to say that yuli is very familiar with this because she lives in hialeah 
And this is, uh, <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> what are you trying to say I about Hialeah people, huh? <laughs> no, that, that uh, they're nice people. And, uh, yeah, right. They, they are. They're between... very hardworking, very hardworking homeowners. Yeah. And they like to yeah. think us outside the box, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've seen other PAs going, going to the whole PA side, because I've also seen and heard stories about bad PAs. Um, I saw the other day that there was a public adjuster here a couple of years ago um, in Miami that basically took over $420,000 uh, worth of, um, you know, of damages of, of, you know, what, what was supposed to go to the, the, uh, the client, client. Um, and they basically disappeared until they went to jail. Um, how often do you guys encounter like bad PAs and is that something that they should be worried about? Like, is it, is it something that, you know, they should be like in high alert all the time or is it something that, you know, it's not as common as we typically think? Well, I think it's not as, it's not common to see somebody that, Feels four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, a PA that I does think, that. I, I think it might have yeah. been way more because it was yeah, two those people. Are, those are extremes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's always a bad apple in the bunch. But yeah, but you do have to watch out for for PAs uh, that don't really know what they're doing. That mm -hmm. they have the license, but they don't necessarily have the experience. Yeah. So I think the best way to you know, navigate that is just get several, uh, well, look into them and mm -hmm. interview several PAs if you must uh, and see, you know, get their credentials or license. Uh, how long have they been in business? Yeah. How many claims have they adjusted? Yeah. Um, you know, and get a feel for them. Uh, yeah. Also, reviews. What would be some uh, indicators of having a bad PA? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I say I, follow. I say follow your gut. Your gut instinct. When yeah, you meet yeah. someone and someone comes to your house, you know, or if you interview the person, I think you you could kind of follow your instinct and know if this person, you know, is, is shady or. Mm -hmm. But like I said, do your homework. Don't just you know. Don't yeah. just trust. We were talking about earlier. People just trust people just because yeah. you know. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. Look this person up. Like Edgar said, look up their license. Look up the company. Uh, look at reviews. Um, anything that you know can can validate that person um and then references of course, references yeah. yeah you can ask for other clients to you know see if they could i mean i've never had this done but i'm assuming like it's just an idea you yeah. can ask the pa for references from other you know happy clients yeah yeah um nice. things to look out for i i think one a big one is uh over promises over promising over promising uh, yeah. somebody walks in the door and tells you i'm gonna get a true you know Fifty thousand dollars for a kitchen that's clearly no more than ten. Um, that's a problem right there. Yeah. First thought should be how are you going to do it, and the second, like you know, why? Um, yeah. Even if you hire yeah. a PA, you don't want to be involved in anything like that because when you sign that contract with that person, you're responsible for whatever happens to them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And once you sign that contract, after three days you're basically tied to that PA for the full length of the claim. So if you're mm -hmm. unhappy with that PA, it's not like you just can, re you can get rid of them. Um, so that's why it's important to choose and choose wisely. Yeah. 
Wait, you can't get rid of them? Like after three days, uh-huh. uh huh, you cannot. You you have three days to cancel that contract. Okay. With FDA. Gotcha. Um. All right. So, um, that's really interesting, actually. Hmm. Three days. Mm. And five isn't it, days isn't it just like a lawyer that, you know, can actually, actually, no, it's not like a lawyer no. that you can just, you know, swap fire. Out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's not, that's not how it works. Uh, we've had, we just settled a case uh, yesterday where uh, the homeowner had, was working with a PA, mm-hmm. you know, she was unhappy. Um, she sought us out. She signed up with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tried to get uh, a release from that PA, a release mm-hmm. from representation. The PA said no. Uh, and ultimately, the claim settled. We did great, but she has to pay our fee and unfortunately has to pay that PA's full fee. Wow. So, yeah. So because you're a bad PA, you're costing people money. Yeah. Causing people money, costing people money and putting out a bad name uh, to the rest of the PAs out there. Yeah, yeah, in the industry. Okay. Yeah, true. Gotcha. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, and uh, we'll um, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Uh, you guys are definitely awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, 